Cliff Central Cameos on cliffcentral.com. Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Happy Hour. I'm Shireen Richter, laughter and happiness professor and your host for the next hour. Today we've got a jam-packed show filled with some incredible, powerful, motivating women and we're talking about dressing for success, power dressing and how the things that we wear change our mood and help us feel good. I'd like to introduce you to our guests who are Janine Carly James, Colleen Larson, and Charlene Meltz. We're going to start with Janine. Hi, Janine. Hello. Janine is UK-born. She's a personal stylist, a professional speaker, image and etiquette workshop presenter, and my favorite, master chocolate eater. I think I, that's the most important. I am. I'm very good at that, I have to admit. <laughs> so, Janine, um, you've had over 12 years of successful personal styling experience, and um, you actually hold a black belt in shopping. Well, actually third done, but I don't like to brag. <laughs> <laughs> well, my husband would like to think I've got a black belt, but I keep telling him I don't. Janine, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you actually do? Yes, of course. Um, I think most people have observed these people that go into people's homes and they trash their wardrobe. Yes. I do that. It's great fun. And then for I take, you. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Scary for the person whose house you walk into. They usually end up enjoying it in truth. Yes, I'm sure. And then I go out shopping with them and get them fabulous clothes so that they can feel confident and it has a profound ripple effect in their life. On top of all of that, I'm a professional speaker and I'm also a workshop presenter around business etiquette. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. And I'm sure you can have some really valuable tips and tricks on what to throw out, what to keep and what to wear to make you happy. I do. Next, I'd like to introduce you to Colleen Larson, an absolutely amazing woman who is day by day changing the world. Colleen is CE of Business Engage Association, a South African-based organization at the forefront of strategic thinking on gender mainstreaming in the private sector. She has a bio that's about 10 pages long of all her (laughs) incredible accolades and things she has achieved. Colleen, it's an honor to have you here. I've worked with you personally and and seen how you are changing the world. Do you want to tell us a little bit about gender mainstreaming, what it is you do, and how you're making such a difference? Well, I think uh, we've also heard about women empowerment and gender diversity and that. And really what we're trying to do is make it more the business case for transformation. And so getting companies to strategically think around gender issues and realize that there is a business case that's been proven internationally. Um, Why aren't we looking at it more from a business case, not just because we're women, but because it makes business sense. And because we're good at what we do, right? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And welcome Charlene. Charlene Meltz. Um, also has a bio, 40 pages long. I had to <laughs> cut it all when I was thinking of what to say. Um, she has 20 years experience in business and management, particularly in relationship management, business development, networking, and channel management roles. And she has had a career of working with multinational organizations and entrepreneur, entrepreneurial business. She's currently with Discovery, and good morning, Shah. Tell us a little about what you do. Good morning, Shireen. Thanks so much for having me. It's fabulous to be here. Um, So I'm very privileged to work for Discovery Vitality, and I look after the relationships with the strategic vitality partners, and together we bring um, rewards to our members for knowing their health and improving their health. So really, our value proposition is all about getting our members to 
be healthier, and then reward them for being healthier. So it's really exciting. I must say I love what I do, and I love the people I work with. Um, so as I say, I think I'm a very privileged person to hold the role that I do. Absolutely. And the reason I've got all three of you here together is we've got the image consultant, we've got the lady who gets us to help break the glass ceilings, and then we've got the one who broke the glass ceilings. So it's kind of a conversation around does dressing for success make you more successful? Does it make you feel more powerful um, when you've got your best dress on, not your ball gown, but your best dress on? Do you feel more powerful? So, Janine, I'd like to start with you. And, and really, it's a conversation. So, ladies, feel free to, to interject. But does dressing make you more successful, Carly? I think it does. People tend to interact with you according to the way that you dress. So if you go out into the world looking professional, people assume and make an assessment and think, well, you are professional. Your skills are professional. Likewise, if you go out and you're overly casual Mm. and sloppy, the assumption is, again, that what is your work ethic like? Is that also casual? So I think it has an enormous effect. And if you can go out looking your best every day, feeling your best, your confidence re- levels really rise. And as I said before, it's a profound ripple effect on the rest of your life. And does it really make you feel better when you wake up and have those days? I read a quote actually yesterday that said, when you get dressed in the morning, are you making a decision about your behavior for the day? So when you wake up and you're feeling like, oh, I don't have too many meetings today, maybe I'll just stick the jeans on. Are you actually making a decision about your energy for the day, how you perform during that day? Or does it have nothing to do? Does one have nothing no, to do No, no, you're spot other? on. It has everything to do with it. It's almost like a costume, isn't it? You go out in a certain way and you act that way. So if you go out looking great, you're going to be great. How can yes. you be anything otherwise? And has it been proven or has there been any research done on what you can wear when you're not having the best day. As women, we really are under a lot of pressure. We we live many roles. We have many faces from being moms to working to running a home to being a wife to being a sister, daughter, friend. And so there are so many responsibilities. And there are days that you just wake up feeling yuck. Is there is there anything you can do from a styling point of view? Yes, I'm going to are give you colors? a... I'm going to give you a very practical tip here, and it sounds extremely onerous, but it it works. (laughs) Okay, sure. And I'm going to, and that is plan your outfits for the entire week. Now, everybody is in shock at this point. I appreciate that. (laughs) But really, (laughs) you really should. You know, if we wake up in the morning, we're stressed from the word go, because what's the first thing we think about when we wake up? What am I going to wear today? Yes. It's a terrible way to wake up. So rather plan your outfits for a whole week. That's one less stress in the morning. Go to your one of your planned outfits and select it. And you know you're going to look pulled together for the day. So there's a huge difference between putting clothes on and actually getting dressed. And what happens when you're having a fat frumpy day? Well, and you've the, chosen that like nice little skinny tie. You do it irrespective suit. because <laughs> you may feel fat and frumpy, but to yes. everybody else, you look exactly the same. So what you can add if you really need to is your big girl pull you in panties if you really have to. Yeah, put those a smile are very on. helpful, right? <laughs> put, put your smile on and go out and hit the day running. That's a great tip. And are there certain colours that make us feel better? Well, I would always go for a colour that complements your skin tone. If people say you look good today, it's often because you're wearing a great colour. 
So I think there is. But moreover than that, you can actually use colour to assist with what you want to achieve in the day. For instance, if you've got a message and you want it to be heard, mm. it's said that red really helps. Yes. Uh, you know, if you want to uh, have a level of trust, maybe you're working with a team, maybe wear a shade of blue. So we can really utilise colour as well to assist what we want to achieve in the day. That's fascinating because I've always been a person who generally has a wardrobe full of black. We have to alter that, <laughs> should we? We do have to, especially <laughs> since I am a happiness professor. But black for me is always kind of, it, it hides a million sins. You always feel good in black. I you would know. encourage you to get out of the black. I yeah, really I'm would. I'm trying. I am trying. And funnily enough, I have bought a few red things. And I do feel more empowered when I wear red. I've even bought a bra- uh, red computer bag. And I have a red scarf. I bought a red pair of shoes, my first ever. Ooh. So <laughs> <laughs> My son of 17 told me, Mommy, that looks like Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> well, as, as long as you don't click your heels, you should be okay. <laughs> Colleen, you work in corporate a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you find? Are people more casual? Are they still dressing up? And do you think it impacts on the levels that they're able to reach in organizations? What do you find? I, I find that there's a lot more around stereotyping how you should dress or how you should act or how you should and I think sometimes it takes you out of what your personality really is Mm. so in corporate we all taught wear your pinstripe suits do this do that and and I think but sometimes that's not your personality so I think while you're actually getting dressed I think the thing is really to to understand who you are because if you are trying to be somebody else you're really not going to be able to step into your own true power so I, but what I, if your true power is a teeny little mini and a very low cut blouse? No, is look, I mean, no, no, look, look, it's, you, you have, have to be careful you have, about that. You know, there is corporate in sense. And I mean, yes. you know, if you're going to wear, wear dresses like that, then the only reason you're getting into the top is because of another reason, yes. not because of the not savvy of in your, your head. Exactly. Uh, so, so I think you've got to be very careful there. But I think too often we, I heard somebody speaking the other day and said, wear the short, short bob hairstyle. Don't wear nail polish. Have short nails. Mm. And I thought, that is so different to the generation that's now coming up. And yes. I think sometimes as an older generation, we're trying to impose those things on the younger generation. So what I say, yes, there are, there is etiquette mm-hmm. in terms of how you dress and how you show up mm-hmm. for a business meeting and for, for work. But the thing is not to take away your personality. So still have your individuality. So still have your individuality. And I think sometimes we can become too, um, you know, everybody looking exactly the same. Yes. And I think sometimes even in a work environment, you are looking at everybody exactly the same. So there's yes. nothing to make you any different or make you stand out. Yeah. So when you go to a cocktail environment and you see same old, same old, what is going to make dresses? <laughs> what is going to make you stand out? So I think we just have to be very careful that we don't become a dictatorial and and too yes. too boring. And is standing out actually a key to being successful today? Absolutely. Uh, you know, why would somebody do business with you as opposed to somebody else? Mm. And sometimes, if you don't wear something that's comfortable to you, or a color that's comfortable to you, and and yes, you have to go and like Janine was saying, you have to go and get the color that matches because some people I, I often wonder. 
did you actually look at yourself in the mirror before you actually walked yes. out? You know, so so yes, I agree with that. But at the same time, if if it's not something that you're comfortable with and you're not confident, you're not going to be able to pr- portray their confidence. So so you've got to find your own individuality. Yeah. Understand that there's a corporate basis from where you're working, but at the same time, remain you. And Charlene, being in the corporate world yourself and having many, many years in multinational companies, do you find that there's an expectation that you have to dress a certain way? Um, and what happens? Have you ever had that day where you've just thought it's casual Friday, I'm putting on jeans, and then you're thrown into a boardroom meeting with the CEO of a big organization? Absolutely, that has happened, and I've learned that lesson. Uh, I think that even though businesses have casual Friday, and that's become much more of a trend these days, there's still smart casual as opposed to weekend casual. And when you're in the business environment, you still need to look the part of the business, even if you're dressing down to be somewhat casual. You need to know that at any time you could be thrown into a meeting or have to see a customer and uh, you want to be taken seriously. I think particularly for women, um, it's more difficult for us and it's an easy trap to fall into. Men yes. can wear Cheetos on a Friday and look casual, but they're still wearing a button-up shirt. Yes. If you end up in a sundress and sandals, you're really not going to be taken seriously. And you won't feel your best either. But I also think you need to be careful that, you know, coming out and thinking, oh, well, no one will see me. So it's not only the business environment. It depends on what role you're playing. And, I mean, even over the weekends, I will put my my makeup on and I'll yes. put my lipstick on. And I'll and my kids always say to me, Mom, it's the weekend. Just let your hair down. <laughs> you never, ever know. And yeah. the reality is even the work environment. So over the weekend, you'll think, oh, well, nobody will see me. And somebody will see you over the weekend and then it gets into the work environment and all they can think when they see is, oh, I saw you with like tattered jeans, flat shoes, you know. And so you have to be very careful what role you're playing. And what you're portraying. So it's always about having some kind of dress up on so many levels. But we dress externally and we also dress internally. And what's amazed me is what Charlene's managed to achieve in the space of six months. Um, I think you put, or eight months, I think you posted 50 park runs that you had done and just ran the two oceans marathon because dressing is about dressing yourself inside and out in order to be successful and happy. Do you want to tell us about what motivated you? I mean, I know you with Discovery. I know that there's all these vitality goals and that's had an impact. Do these goals make us more stressed? Do they put more pressure on us or do they enhance our lives? Do they make us more powerful? So personally, I believe they make us more powerful. I'm a very goal-oriented person, and I think it's fun to have something to work towards and uh, and something to look forward to and to set yourself a challenge and then to go for it. So if you had told me a year ago I'd be running the two oceans, I probably would have laughed hysterically at you and thought you were absolutely nuts. But it was a really fun goal to set and then to work towards it and uh, to achieve it. So... I think that it definitely makes a difference in how you feel. Personally, I don't think it adds stress because you need to set a goal that's right for you. So mm-hmm. I didn't set myself a goal to do a sub two hour half marathon. I set the goal to finish it and still be able to walk. So my goal I saw on Facebook last night, someone posted, I did the two oceans and there was a bottle of wine called the two <laughs> oceans and a glass next to it. And I wanted to go, I, I could do those two oceans. <laughs> yes. So having these goals helps you feel better internally as well 
Absolutely. And that's part of, of power dressing, putting your game face on. Absolutely, and getting people to take you seriously. So if they know that you're a goal-oriented person and that you make sure that whatever you set out to do, you achieve, I think they do take you more seriously. And I think particularly for women in business, I think it's that much more challenging for women in business. So it's very important that you set those goals, that you go for them, and that you make sure that people are aware of it and take you seriously. This is CliffCentral.com. And welcome back to the Happy Hour. Your host for the show, Shireen Richter, laughter and happiness professor. Joining me in studio is Charlene Meltz. We've got Colleen Larson and we've got Janine Carley-James. Janine, you're the expert on clothes. I need to know, in these tough economic times and people are really pulling back, um, how do we get to look our best, feel our best, we all want that new item in our wardrobe, no matter what, no matter how small our budget or how bleak our bank balance is. It's always a good feeling when you can add one or two things to your wardrobe. So how do we update and keep our look modern when we've got a small budget? What do we do? What's your advice? Well, I've got an obvious answer and a couple of not so obvious answers to that one. The first one is accessorize. It's a cost effective way of upgrading what would otherwise be quite a plain outfit. Okay. So scarves piece of jewellery, it can really rejuvenate an existing outfit. Yes. So always look for accessories that you're really drawn to and that you really love. The other one is combine clothes that you already own. Okay. So instead of saying this skirt always goes with this top and that dress always goes with these shoes, pull everything out and start thinking about how you can combine your clothes in a different way for a new look. So it's about being creative with what you already have. That's right. And then the third one is go vintage shopping. I know this is not a very popular concept in South Africa, but I love it. In fact, today I'm wearing a 1960s dress, which I picked up for 200 rand in Cork Bay. Oh, All I did was remove the sleeves and put new sleeves in. Tell us about vintage shopping. What is it for people who don't know All right, or, vintage or not shopping. familiar with it? There was a time, believe it or not, when clothes were actually constructed to last. <laughs> I actually saw a show recently on CNN. I can't say they were the most flattering or very nice looking dresses, but there's a woman in the UK, in London, who's opened a store that they hand custom make dresses. It takes a month to make the outfit and it's meant to last for 20 years. Well, I applaud that. I really do. I, I, I don't enjoy this um, fast throwaway society. I really don't. So vintage clothing essentially is anything that dates between 1920 and 1980. And they okay. were built to last, and the proof is in the pudding, is it not? Yes. That they're, they're still they're around. They're still around. Um, modern clothes, we're lucky if they survive three cycle washes in the washing machine. And most of us have so much of it. Um, I recently came across uh, an article that said the people of today, men and women of today, actually have more clothes than kings and queens did 100 years ago. Because every outfit that they had was handmade, took months to make, and they only had a few. They only needed a few because they were constructed to last. Yes. So really what we should be doing is buying quality, not quantity. And we should also be applying the 80-20 rule. 80% really great, well-made classics and 20% trend, style, fashion. And how do you tell what's quality over quantity when everything's made in China? Well, you're today? right. And the price isn't always a good indication. Yeah. So you've really got to look at the fabric, look at how it's been finished at the seams. For instance, do checks match at the seam? That, that's a real telltale sign, oh. that one is. Does it fit well? Does it hang well? These are all the sorts of things you need to look at when you try it on. 
Okay, great advice. Really good advice. So the key would also then be to buy plainer colors. So they date less often. You can accessorize them more and make them look different as I, opposed Yes, I would say 8% you are looking at block colors. I wouldn't say plain colors. I would say block colors. And then 20% can be the fashion the trend and patterns. Of course, there are some textures and patterns that never date. Tartan, houndstooth, polka dot. Mm-hmm. You can go ahead and buy those anytime. And then you can put a blank color with that. And you that can. always looks can. great. And you can smarten it up. So when you take someone shopping, what do you do? Do you have a plan before you go? Do you just go, yay, we're off to Santon? You have to understand, Santon City is actually my office. <laughs> Not a bad office. <laughs> I know it like the back of my hand. So, you know, my clients often are like deer in the headlights. They don't quite know what's hit them. But three hours later, they have a full wardrobe. Okay, that's fantastic. And I'm assuming as well, your cupboard has something to do with it. So if everything's just jammed in, well, that most... also, do you advise color coding or is that getting a bit OCD? Well, I, I do advise getting and conquering your wardrobe. Most closets actually suffer from closet constipation. There's lots of things going in, <laughs> oh, but Janine, nothing's coming mine. out. That's my cupboard. <laughs> Gosh, that's my cupboard. <laughs> I always keep thinking it, it could be vintage in five years. <laughs> I better keep it. No, you, you should really only have clothes in your wardrobe that really make you feel fabulous, that bring you joy. If it yes. doesn't do that, what is it doing in there? And are there certain fabrics that make you feel nice? Well, I think luxurious fabrics always make you feel nice and natural fabrics do. So, you know, you've got to feel it against your skin. Does it feel nice against your skin? Yes. Okay, and Charlene, thank you so much. I know Charlene's actually been shopping with Janine, and we just found this out all coincidentally. Um, so it was a real treat and privilege. Tell me about your experience. Did it make you feel happier having somebody make those decisions for you? Were you happy with what you ended up with? <laughs> so actually, we've been shopping together a couple of times, and it was fabulous. I must say the part of having your wardrobe trashed before you go shopping <laughs> is a little bit uh, unnerving, especially when you have your favorite uh, pieces and then uh, Janine tells you, that's just not quite right for your shape. It's a bit disheartening. <laughs> you go, but I love that dress. What exactly. do you mean? <laughs> but once you have the sort of golden rules that she gives you in terms of styling and what works for you and your body shape, you really you realize that she's absolutely spot on and that she's correct. And whenever I go shopping these days, I always have her voice in my head. If I look at a top that I think is really nice, but it's quite big and baggy, I've got her in my head going, you can't hide behind that big thing. got to wear something nice and fitted. Guilty as charged. <laughs> and I personally love bright colors, although I'm wearing black and white today, which is quite unusual, but I love bright colors. Bright colors really make me happy so she also had to tone me down a little bit (laughs) because I think uh, too much bright color also gets a bit much and especially in the corporate environment you want to be taken seriously so you don't want to look like a a jigsaw puzzle so women have as we're discussing they face so many challenges today what do you do to keep besides shopping with Janine <laughs> and and running two oceans? What do you do to keep you balanced and happy as a as a woman in corporate, as a woman who has loads of responsibility in a very big organization? Um, you mentioned it's not for sissies and I don't think it's for sissies. You know, when you get to the top and you're working at such high levels, you have such high expectations. So what makes you happy and how do you keep that balance? 
So I think, first of all, balance is quite an elusive thing. And balance is really what's balanced for you. So what may be balanced for me may not be balanced for someone else. So you really need to decide on what your priorities are. And then through that, figure out how to get balance in your life. So for me, it's quite important to set boundaries. So when I'm at work, that I'm really focused on the job at hand and delivering to the best of my abilities. And when I'm at home, that that's family time. Um, and, uh, and to try and make sure that I manage my boundaries as best as I can. It's very difficult in this 24-7, always-on world when you're getting emails all hours of the day and night. Do you put your night. phone away? Do you have no phone times or... I don't, but I should. I am a <laughs> self-confessed social media addict, so yes. I'm a bit of a junkie uh, when it comes to that. So I probably should have more downtime than I do. Um, but I think in terms of finding that balance, it's also about loving what you do. And if Passion. you're working in an environment that you love with people that are amazing and stimulating and brilliant, it makes it a whole lot easier to love what you do and to really feel passionate about it. Um, I think that makes a big difference. So for other women who are coming up the ranks and and wanting to have big corporate jobs but needing balance and needing happiness, what would you suggest to them? What would you what advice would you give them on this journey? So the first thing is to really figure out what it is that you want to do and what you want to achieve. You know, and not then go everyone, shopping with Janine. And then go shopping with Janine. <laughs> not everyone wants to get to the top of the corporate ladder. I mean, that comes with its own challenges um, and opportunities. So it's really trying to figure out what it is that makes you happy and that you want to do so that you can then go after that. And just to keep your wits about you. you know, just keep your head on your shoulders. Don't let things get too overwhelming. When things get Easier frantic and done. frenetic, you know, take a deep breath yes. and also um, find a mentor in the business. So I'm really lucky. There's some amazing women that I work with um, in Discovery Vitality and some who've been around a, a lot longer than me. Um, and to find some of those women to work with and to guide you and to mentor you um, so that you're getting really quality inputs and direction from people who've got a lot more experience than you. And in turn, I think it's our responsibility as women to mentor the younger women coming up and to help them and give them guidance and direction so that they can find their own footing. And you yourself were involved in mentorship actually through a program Colleen facilitates in South Africa, the Sherry Blair Foundation. Um, do you want to tell us about what you did and your involvement? It was a fantastic program. I was given a mentor actually based in the UK. And um, really it's working with a woman who's in a different business but has experience and can share that experience with you and guide you and just help you think and help you problem solve. At the end of the day, mentoring isn't about someone else telling you what to do. It's about having a platform to think with someone. And so it's then not a counselor. It's definitely not a counselor. It's definitely not a therapist. Um, it's just someone that you can think with and that you can grow your ideas with and share ideas and, um, and then try and develop them. And then when you hit challenges or you're not sure how to progress, someone that you can go and work with um, so that you can think through to how you get to that next level and how you solve that problem. It's an amazing process. Colleen, do you want to tell us about the boardwalk, what it is, you're involved in it, and how you're using mentorship to help women 
uh, raise, get, uh, go higher in the ranks and, and empowering women because yeah. years ago it was always women had the traditional role wearing the apron, Janine, <laughs> being in the kitchen, cooking Dreadful. cookies. Now you, you just to say barefoot. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to be honest. When I get home, the first thing I do is take my shoes off. So I'm but usually barefoot, barefoot in the in kitchen. kitchen. <laughs> Definitely too old for pregnant. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the boardwalk and, and your experience. Well, that leads on quite nicely from what Charlene was talking about because um, it really is about looking up to other women that have been there, done that. And we always talk about this glass ceiling. Well, I personally don't believe in a glass ceiling. I believe that sometimes it's it's the glass ceilings in your head. And the reality is there are a couple of issues around that. It's first of all surrounding yourself with positive people. I don't believe that you can have a balanced life. I believe that you can yeah. have an integrated life. People pretend to have balanced lives, right? Yeah. yeah. And so it's really looking at how others have, have been there, done it, and, and made that opportunity. And it's really asking. So what we do is uh, every second month we run a program called The Boardwalk. And the boardwalk takes seasoned board members who have been around the block a couple of times. So it's the real seasoned board members, not only women, men yes. and women. So we've had Russell Loebscher and Vanessa Olver from Business Connection and uh, Zella Fupe from Dimension Data. So all of these real seasoned board members that have been there, mm. done it and have been through the corporate mill. And, and they share advice on how do you do it? And so this is not about building confidence because I think building confidence, you need a coach and you need somebody that, that really, you know, steers that path. Yes. But these are those unwritten rules in a work environment that you will not know unless you ask advice. So what happens is we have the seasoned board members hosting the tables. The attendees arrive. They join one table for 40 minutes. They can ask those board members any questions about how they did it, what their journey has been, where they've been, and then they switch to another table and for 40 minutes. And that's very powerful because people wouldn't have access generally to these sort of people Absolutely. and this kind of advice. Absolutely. So, you know, the next events in May and and in July, and people can just get hold of me if they want to get more information brilliant that sounds absolutely fantastic so what would you recommend you've helped so many women empowered so many people what would you recommend how do you keep that balance how do you besides having a, a kick-ass wardrobe, wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> that always helps i have to tell you um what what do you suggest to people it's, who are wanting to to get to the next level have families have children have lots of responsibilities and pressures how do we do that Look, you, somebody once said you can have it all. I don't believe you can have it all, all of the, all of the time, but it's about being present. So when I'm at home with my family, I'm at home with my family. And there's certain times though, when, when my family knows that my family's there and I'm yes. working, but at the same time, like yesterday afternoon, we went for a bra and I didn't have my cell phone on. My cell phone was off. And those are the times that you've really got to be quite, quite strict about yes but at the same time you are running a career so you can't turn around and say well as i walk through the door i'm not contactable um, at all yes. or as i walk through the i mean even my kids know during the day that even though i'm working they can get older me whatever time and most people have um especially in today's work environment a lot of people have work from home scenarios mm -hmm. so it's very hard to separate that work from home because my office is there and i find at 11 o'clock at night i could still be sitting in my office 
But um, but I also believe, I mean, I'm a mom. I'm a mom of two kids, and I, I although they're grown up now, but I don't want to give up that role as a mom. Yes. So I don't want to give that responsibility to somebody else, but that doesn't mean to say that I have to spend 24 hours out of 24 with the kids. There are certain times when it's very, very important, and as long as I spend that quality time with the kids, that's far better than spending the 24 hours. Absolutely. But at the same time, when you're at work, you've got to be present at work. So you've got to decide what you, where you are at in your career. Because sometimes you've got to give up that bit of time with your family in order to reach your goals. Yes. But then you've got to be happy with that and not not blame anybody else because of a choice. So a lot of people say, well, I can't spend time with my kids because I've got to follow this career. Yes, Yes. there's money involved in it and everything. But at the same time, then work towards a time when you are happy. Because if you're not happy, you're not going to be confident and you're not going to be able to break down those glass ceilings if if that's where you want to go. Someone actually gave me some great advice and I'd love some input, but they said that kids speak in cars, you know, when you're doing a lift, when you least expect it. So actually, if you're going to do anything, give up half an hour of your day to fetch your kid from school if it's possible, because that's when it's not one-on-one, you know, you kind of go, how's your day? Fine. How was school? Fine. What did you learn? Nothing. And that's sort of the general conversation, I guess, of kids of, of today. But when you've got casual time, that's when they start chatting. That's when they start opening up. And that's when you can have real quality time. Have you found that, Charlene? Uh, absolutely. And it's one thing, I mean, I completely agree with Colleen, that I was never willing to compromise on. So I always did my daughter's lifts myself and I would manage my diary and make sure I'd block time in the diary if I needed to slip out and fetch my daughter from school. Um, and I enjoy that time. It's just that one-on-one time that we can just chat. How was the day or how was the exam? Um, and I think it's really important. And that was what I was speaking about earlier when I said it's very important to set boundaries. So know what's important to you and then stick to that. Obviously, within reason. I mean, there are times uh, in the business environment where you have to go to a meeting and you can't get out of it. But in general, if you set your boundaries and you manage them, you really can get the best of both worlds yes. and what you need at a particular point and in time. And have that quality time. So we, we've had some messages come in saying really exciting conversation. I can't wait to get out there and just be happy, even though I'm not a woman. <laughs> <laughs> so Janine will dress you, I'm sure, right? I, I do style guys as well. Yeah, Janine will completely dress you and I would highly recommend it. But the truth is, as Aristotle says, the God, the holy grail of mankind is just to be happy. And that's what we really want to do is be happy. And whether it's learning skills like dressing to make us feel more powerful and be our best or utilizing tips that, that other people have found through their journeys, that's really what we want to bring into our lives. There's a feeling of I'm okay. And Colleen, you're so right in being present. You know, they say when you um, look back – you you look back and you want to change things. You're unhappy about what happened. You get remorseful. Um, and when we look forward, that's when we have anxiety because what's going to happen tomorrow? How am I going to get this project finished? What's going to happen next week? How am I going to pay this bill or this account? But when you're actually in the present, like right now we're having the conversation, 
there's actually nothing to regret. There's nothing to be anxious about and you're just in the moment. And I think that's a very powerful message for so many people because although people, you know, they say, I don't want to listen to the news. I don't want to listen to the radio. It's negative. You do still have to know what's going on out in the world. You have to be aware of it, but we're energetic beings. So we, we get affected by it, whether we like it or not. If there's a lot of negative sentiment around, it impacts on our physical being and we have to do the things like go for a run. And that, you know, the other night, um, and my husband just says I'm crazy, but the other night I was feeling completely frazzled. I'd had a really busy, busy day. I had gotten home and I thought, what am I going to do to release this? And, and, and my husband said, well, let's watch something. And I thought, I actually can't even sit still on my bed and watch TV. I need to do something. And what I did was I made sure my teenage boys were in their room safely locked away <laughs> doing whatever it is that teenage boys do. And I went into the lounge and I put my iPod on loud and put headphones on and I actually just danced for half an hour around my dining room table, around my coffee table, up and down past my couches. And I thought if anyone could see me now... <laughs> But I can't tell you what a release that was and how good that made me feel. And and that's what we need to do. We need to do these crazy things. We've been conditioned that we can't be silly. And, and especially in the corporate world, you know, you can't be light. You can't be silly. You can't be frivolous. No one will take you seriously or really listen to what you say um, if you are light and use levity. But I think more and more so... We need to. We need to bring more lightness and and laughter. What do you think, Charlene? Lightness and laughter and just physical activity in general. I mean, if you're physically active, it releases endorphins and you feel good. You feel great. So I think that it's important to bring lightness and laughter that's appropriate yes. in the in, in the its business, own time. Exactly. Yeah, in the business environment. But just to when you're feeling that frazzled feeling and or you're feeling totally stressed out. Get physically active and do something that works for you. You know, yes. someone might like walking or dancing or swimming or find the thing that you enjoy and do that so that you can manage your stress And it is levels. wonderful that Discovery are, are encouraging that. And at least you do get your, your cappuccino and some nice reward. Everyone loves a nice reward. Someone said to me, it's amazing how you'll run up and down 20 flights of stairs just to get a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. And again, it's all about goal setting and achieving those goals. Yes. So, you know, getting the free coffee or the free smoothie when you achieve your goal for the week is fantastic. Feels good. It feels fantastic. Feels but actually what feels more fantastic is the sense of achievement. Yes, that I achieved the goal. It. I did actually walk up those stairs. Absolutely. But I do think it's also also about that knowledge. And you were talking about a general knowledge of what's happening in the in the world environment, but also about you in your own personal position. Women aren't very good at, at increasing their knowledge and their technical ability and what they do and constantly learning. Yes. And it's very, very important because as you constantly learn, you, you grow and develop and feel more confident. So I think it is very important that, that together with all of that, you add that technical ability as well. But I do believe it's about choices. So just when you're talking about putting your headphones on and dancing around, mm. it was your choice not to sit around and mope and get all frustrated because I always say, well, if you're going to do that, is it going to change anything? No, it's not. No, it's not. So do something that's going to make a difference. And so it's your choice how you take those, those challenges in life and how you live them through. 
Very powerful that. In fact, Tal Ben-Shahar, who is one of the foremost positive psychologists in the world today, he used to run classes at Harvard and had over a 1,000 people per lecture, which is insane. Can you imagine just going off to a day at work and you're talking to a 1,000 people every day? And he ran a course on choices, and it's so profound. He says, choice is creation. Every single moment of every single day we are choosing And as we're choosing what to wear, how to dress, what to say, what to eat, how to behave, as you're choosing, you're creating a moment in time. And one moment adds to two, which adds to three. And before you know it, you've got a minute and then an hour and a day. And then suddenly that's your life. Mm -hmm. So having the power of choice and and you said being relevant is very important Mm -hmm. and I think the internet's made it a lot easier to be relevant and to keep your knowledge up because it's, there's no excuse really. You can register for a course online and learn something from anywhere in the world. I know Charlene, you did a coaching course, a two year course, which was a, a huge, it was fantastic. Endeavor. I did it through an uh, organization in the United States and all the lectures were over Skype and, uh, you had to have a practice partner to practice your coaching skills and my practice partner was somewhere in Illinois um, and for me it was 8 o'clock at night and for her it was 12 in the afternoon but the world's such a small place with technology so there's no excuse for not learning Yes, um, and use resources that are available across the planet Absolutely. Janine, how do you keep relevant? What do you do? Well, I suppose fashion's easy. you just got to go. I would love to go to the New York fashion shows. <laughs> well, you and I together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I think this conversation, it's all about evolving, isn't it? Yes. We're meant to be dynamic as people. So we are constantly meant to be evolving. So again, I do short courses. I keep up to date, obviously, with uh, with what's going on in style and fashion and, and so on. So it's just about having a broad spectrum view on the world and what interests you in pursuing that. But should we always be completely updated in terms of fashion? Because some Sometimes crazy fashion. No, there's, come out there's some fashion you should really avoid with yes. a, a long, very long pole. So no, you shouldn't. You should understand what works for your own body shape and your own personality, your lifestyle, and that should be your guide for eight percent of your wardrobe. Okay, so if I don't have that new bag that was on the Paris, it's not a train walk, smash. It's not a train no, smash. No, it really is not. <laughs> I would love to have that bag that was on the Paris uh, catwalk, but um, I guess. It's also about using things that are practical and, as you said earlier, getting that one special thing. It really is. It's just invest in things that will last a long time. So, Colleen, before we end, can you give our listeners some of your most profound tips to live by, things to be happy with? um, And if they want to really advance themselves to the next level, what do you think that they do? I think it's that understanding that not everybody, as Charlene was saying, not everybody wants to get to the tops, and and that's okay. You know, I think sometimes we are so under pressure to to achieve and overachieve, and and yet all we want to be is a mom, and that's yes. that's okay. But it's also about being the best mom you're mom able, you're to, able be. to be. And yes. and and as I said, there's nothing wrong with it. It takes all of us to make the world go round. And just because I don't work in a corporate environment doesn't mean I can't work with the corporate environment. So it's really is about what makes you happy. And I think, Charlene, you mentioned that it really is about finding out what makes you happy and then doing everything you can to follow that that road. Because only then can you be really fulfilled and be your true self. So 
Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. And if people want to get in touch with you, can you give us a website, an Certainly. email, or Certainly. any way? Yeah. If people would like to ask you more questions, find out about gender mainstreaming, the boardwalk. So it's Colleen at businessengage.co.za or the 30percentclub.org. Thank you so much, Colleen, and thank you for being with us. Janine, your last few words of wisdom. Well, I think for internal happiness, it's critical that you are contributing to somebody else's life in a quality way, and that way you enrich yourself. My parting words were would be, if you don't love it, just leave it. Jettison it out of your life and have only things that really bring meaning and joy in your life. Everything else should go. Okay, thank you. That is powerful. Charlene. Oh, Janine, would you like to give us your contact details? I would. It's restyleu.coza. Restyleu.coza. Anyone wants to go on a black belt shopping trip. (laughs) I can highly recommend it. (laughs) And get half your wardrobe binned. Oh, please. (laughs) That's the fun part. Thank you so much, Thank you. Charlene. Well, I think um, for me it's really about loving what you do. Um, being passionate about what you do, enjoying the environment that you work in and the people that you work with and feeling like you're making a difference. So I think if you feel like you're contributing to making the world a better place in some way, you're going to enjoy it and you're going to be happy. Very powerful words. Well, my last words on the subject are that you're never fully dressed without a smile. So if anyone wants to find out about how to be more resilient, how to be happier, how to kick stress in the butt, um, and how to have super performing teams or being a super performing person, you can get me on www.laughtercoaching.co.za and remember to dress with your smile every day. Cliff Central Cameos on cliffcentral.com.